The Lord be with you. Where would you say that you are in your Christian life? Would you say that you've arrived? Would you say that you are right where you have wanted to be? Or or would you say, no, I've not arrived. I, I know that there is still so much more, so much more of Jesus to know. Well, I want to talk for a few moments about the joy, the joy of not having arrived. The joy of knowing there is still so much more of Jesus and the life in Jesus to know the wonder of going after the more. It's what the old Romans called excelsior, ever higher. That there's more, more than having made a decision, more than having joined a church. Let's look at the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3 as we see Paul wanting for the more. Paul's letter to the Philippians comes at a time that Paul is far on in his Christian life and ministry. He has served Jesus for many years, and that ministry has brought him to a prison cell. And Paul's ministry has all but ended here in the book of Philippians. And I read Philippians, and I I just have to wonder, who has served Jesus more faithfully than Paul? I mean, who might better say than the Apostle Paul, I have arrived. And yet we see Paul in Philippians chapter 3. We look at the context. Paul is saying that he wants to know Jesus more and more and to know the power of his resurrection. I'm going to pick up reading in verse 12 of Philippians 3. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Hey, isn't that a beautiful phrase? I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. You read Paul's letters and you get the idea that he likes athletics and he likes the Greek Olympic Games as he draws here on the imagery of a runner in the games. Paul says that he is like an eager runner in the race. He does not stop short of the finish line. He presses on as fast as he can, going hard for the tape, eyes straight ahead. Paul says, forgetting what lies behind. And I wonder how many of us need to do that today, to forget what lies behind, to not look back. I was running track in high school, and one time after a race, my, my coach, he, he really went after me. He says, you look back, you look back. Don't ever look back. For Paul, as he runs the race, there is no looking back over his shoulder, forgetting what lies behind. That means a forgetting of our sins. I mean, God says he's our, forgotten our sins. Why don't we? Paul forgets his persecution of the church. He forgets his years apart from Christ. He forgets past failures, past achievements, past awards. As looking back would hinder keeping his eyes on the goal. There is no resting on his laurels for Paul. 
Note Paul's singleness of purpose in running the race. This one thing I do. Not I dabble at six or seven. No, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining to what lies ahead. So picture this in your mind's eye. Paul is a runner, straining every muscle towards this one thing, to know Christ more and more. When I was a boy in elementary school, there came a day when I thought I had arrived. I mean, I had learned to do addition, subtraction, and then I went on to multiplication and division. And I thought, I mean, I seriously thought that I had learned everything there is to know in mathematics. Was I in for a surprise? Well, I laugh, but something not so funny is ever thinking we know everything in Jesus and in his resurrection power in ever thinking that we have arrived. I have been in churches where people thought they had arrived. I mean, it could always tell that, but there was no joy, there was no wonder, there was no real worship. What did Jesus say? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for they will be filled. And I pray for more hungering and thirsting. Over the years, I've known a couple of great artists. One of the artists had paintings hanging in the United States Capitol, but, but you know, this artist was never satisfied. He never felt that he had arrived as an artist. He kept pressing onward. When the world's foremost cellist, Pablo Casals, was 83 years old, a reporter asked him why he continued to practice four and five hours a day. And Casals answered, well, because I think I'm making progress. Well, I want to be like that in my walk with Christ, to keep on keeping on. I love what the wonderful preacher Charles Swindoll said one time. He said, when I die, I want my head to go down and hit the pulpit. That means we keep striving. We keep growing. We keep pressing toward the goal. And the goal is not heaven. The goal is Jesus. It is Jesus that will make heaven heaven. And we press on to know him more and more. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that thou art. Thou my best thought by day or by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. I am Tim Smith, a fellow traveler on the Pilgrim Way. Thanks for listening. Until next time.